At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Racing issues are on the agenda for the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Jockey agent Steve Worsley and racetrack executive John Himes talk about the controversial riding crop rule that led riders to stay away from this week's season opener at Monmouth Park in New Jersey. Sally Goodall, Jim Goodman, and David Gutfriend are finalists for the National Horse Players Championship Hall of Fame, and they discuss the challenges that horse players face these days. Clocker Andy Harrington. Handicapped some of this weekend's stake races at Santa Anita. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host in a mile-high city, James Salinas. Uh, James uh, a, a strange occurrence happened in Major League Baseball uh, yesterday. Somebody was late. Uh, Otani uh, stuck in traffic out there in San Francisco. That can happen. That can happen a lot, to be honest with you. Uh, he missed the start. He will start uh, today. He is a favorite. Uh, still plus money for AL MVP. Uh, what do you make of Otani? Something that we haven't seen uh, in 100 years. Should we grab this plus money? Because it's soon uh, to go down, I'm sure. It's not blush. It's sitting at plus 115, though. Uh, it's not too big of a plus price yeah. when you're talking about Otani. And, and, yeah, it does something that nobody else in Major League Baseball has done in such a long time, as you alluded to, Pritch. But I just think of Otani, and got to stay healthy for one, but 
What does he get it as as far as pitching goes? Um, you know, he's been putting up great numbers so far this season, but he also doesn't pitch real deep into games. And so really he it's it's for the most part, I think he's only pitched five innings. He's pitched beyond five innings just once out of his six starts. So I think they limit as far as the number of pitchers pitches that he's gonna have. So when we're seeing all these no hitters and complete games going on across the league, he's probably not gonna be one of those pitchers that's gonna be starting to list in that category. And then I think on the other side his ability to hit absolutely it's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing being able to pitch and hit it, it's so such a such a unicorn in today's game but the other part is you know Mike Trout now is hurt he's out and he's going to be out at least through the all-star break and that's who Otani had the the pleasure to hit in front of was Mike Trout and you know folks don't want to face Mike Trout with runner on base so you're going to get more pitches to hit anytime you have Mike Trout kind of protecting you in that lineup fact that Trout is out now and is going to be out for a while I think we're probably going to see some regression as Otani's numbers being up at the plate is that's that's just going to be difficult because now your teams are going to look at and say which player are we not going to allow us to beat us in this lineup and now that squarely falls on Otani's shoulder so I I don't think he's going to get nearly as many good pitches to hit so I don't think the numbers are going to be there okay so as far as being betting on Otani right right now not at plus 115 what about plus uh, 450 for Vlad I mean he could probably potentially out hit Otani uh, if it does come down to that I think it's uh, the other piece too is you got to win Right. And you know, <laughs> numbers numbers are one thing, but right now I think the the Angels are a game out of the cellar when it comes to the the standings. And I know we've got two thirds of the seasons to go; it's a long way to go. But you know, they, we talk a lot about the East Coast bias. Well, some of these other players that are on there with Vlad Guerrero's having an outstanding season early the first you know the first month and a half here, as well as I think players like JD Martinez who gets to be the DH, and for the most part outside of interleague games, occasionally they'll stick him out in left field or maybe first base, but he gets to be DH so he doesn't have that wear and tear on his body uh, being able to where, where both Guerrero and Martinez even uh, com- potentially competing for a triple crown mm-hmm. you start talking about triple crown numbers and leading those categories as we get deeper into the season I think there's going to be a lot more emphasis on that when we're talking about numbers as well as leading your team and you're talking about the AL East and that gets all the publicity when we're talking about the American League of those divisions and I think rightfully so when we're talking about East Coast bias I think that's a, I think that's impactful too so I wouldn't be looking at Otani if anything maybe looking at a better price with JD Martinez just because of the fact that that he gets he he is strictly DH for the most part and doesn't have that wear and tear on his body over the grind of a whole 162 games. Right, great insight again, uh, James Salinas. Because I mean, you think about JD Martinez, you think about that division. Uh, you got Aaron Judge at 1501 too. Uh, if the Yankees, I mean, certainly if they can keep it together all season, uh, they'll get all that clout. Uh, that division as well, uh, being highly competitive too, can help the cause for those uh, MVP candidates uh, right there in Major. League Baseball. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is James Salinas out in Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City. Uh, happy to bring on to the program right now Tom Byrne. Uh, he's a host. Uh, he hosts the NBA postgame show uh, for Sirius XM. Tom, how are you today? Prince James, I appreciate you having me. I'm well, thank you. 
That's awesome because um, it's Friday and we're looking forward to these games, uh, Tom. Uh, so let's start with the Knicks uh, and the Hawks. Uh, everybody's talking about the Knicks uh, in, in the right way. I mean, certainly you're going to start with defense and then we're looking for offense. Uh, will they produce offense enough to get the victory? Uh, we got a line here where they're catching four and a half points. Uh, the total is 211 uh, with the Atlanta Hawks here. Yeah, it's a fair question. So far, they're averaging 107.3 per 100 possessions. It's not terrible, but that number's going to have to be a little better if they're going to win this series. Now, their calling card, as we know, is their defense, right? It has been all year. They were fourth defensively when you get rid of the garbage time. So I think this New York team, they're going to be able to slow down the Hawks. But if, to your point, they can't find buckets consistently, they might be in some trouble. Now, look, I find it kind of funny the way people are breaking down this particular series. All of a sudden, you hear people saying things like, well, gee, it appears the Hawks are the more talented team. Like, that was some grand revelation that we all just found out through game one and then a little bit through game two in the first half. I mean, we knew that coming in. New York has not had talent that a lot of other teams have had all year. That's not to say the breadth of talent. Emmanuel quickly deserves more credit than he's getting as far as the rookies are concerned. Julius Randle was most approved player for a reason. But listen, this Knicks team, they outgrind you, they outgrit you. Atlanta's going to be close to full capacity, but that's never been known to be a great home court advantage. I'm not involved in this game right now. If it were continued to go to four and a half, five points, obviously the value would have to be on New York there. I think this is still going to be a very long series. Tom, so speaking about it, if it is a long series, that's going to be a series of both veteran coaches with Thibodeau and McMillan on both sides. Been there and done that before. Adjustments. And we talk a lot about adjustments, not only in-game adjustments, but throughout the series, the adjustments. I'm curious from your perspective for the Knicks, especially at the guard position, we've seen Rose. Rose, the KG veteran, really going to be really been carrying the the offense right now from the guard spot. What about Alex Burke stepping in? I'm just wondering, Alfred Payton has given them nothing, not too many minutes. Right. Do you anticipate any kind of change at the guard position going into game three? Yeah, I think you're going to see Neil Aquina on the pine a lot more than he already has been. There's no reason to start him, play him until the first time out, and then bench him. You're not worried about feelings. You're not even worried about development necessarily at this stage. It's about winning and winning only. We know Tibbs, and you know this, James, he's going to trust Derrick Rose. He's going to trust his guys. It's hilarious watching Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson pick and rolls 11 years after the fact, but it's still effective. But to your point, I like Alec Burks off the bench. You know, he gives him a shot in the arm. Here's a guy who helped Philadelphia off the bench last year. Obviously, they didn't have Ben Simmons, so that didn't last long. But I really thought that was a sneaky good pickup, and I think it was a really good job by the Knicks to bring him in. I mean, when he's right, he's a walking bucket. And to your point, you just can't afford Frank Nielakina. I know he's a good defender, but I also don't know how much good it does when you don't play basically the entire game to be put in late in the game in the final minute for the final couple of possessions defensively. You're stiff. You haven't been in the game in a while. I can't worry about Frank Nielakina in his minutes right now. If I'm New York, I'm just thinking about moving on. Do you sacrifice a little defense? You do. But I still think there's enough there. You've got to get stops. And to the point we've been making from the outset, you've got to find a way to get buckets. And that's where, frankly, Lakina does more harm than good.
We're speaking with Tom Byrne, host Sirius XM NBA postgame show. Uh, Tom, let's move on to Brooklyn and Boston. Yeah. Uh, this series uh, switches to Boston. Uh, Kenny the Jet said on national TV that Boston had a chance. I don't know if they do. Uh, it seems like everything's coming together for the big three. Highly confident, uh, believing in their talent. Uh, and then you got the Boston Celtics that's injured uh, and just does not have enough on the floor. Uh, they're laying eight. The Nets are laying eight. 227 is the total on this one. Yeah, I got in on this at the seven. When Kemba Walker was listed as questionable, I decided to get on the seven. Knowing he's likely play, but still, that's a lousy sign, and you figure that's the best number you're going to get. Guys, go back and look at the scores, not just in this series, but the regular season games as well. Brooklyn just has Boston's numbers. They absolutely annihilate them. The Jalen Brown loss, needless to say, is big. Robert Williams, who's more important to the success that people know, is dealing with the turf toe. That's been bothering him, so he's not 100%. This just does not feel like a good situation for Boston. So we could talk all we want about the folks there in Boston being hyped and they're all annoyed at Kyrie Irving, who isn't, you know, his comments about the racism and everything else. But the reality is they just don't have the horses. And this next team is so good, it's scary when they're right offensively. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. We all had some questions coming in, right? Would they have enough time to find a rhythm? They haven't had much time to get acclimated with each other. The 2011 Heat, for example, you know, they didn't work out in the finals. You know, last year's Clippers team, they hadn't played much together. That didn't work out. Obviously, they blew a three games to one lead in the postseason. This year, though, you have Kevin Durant and James Harden, who both can go down as top 20 players of all time. And Kyrie Irving's a guy who dropped 27 a night in the best of seven series when they came back with three games to one. Their ceiling is so high, it's scary. I'm not saying... They're invincible to the point where Milwaukee can't test them and then Philadelphia can't test them. I think they're going to be interesting series. But Boston, listen, this season can't get over quick enough. I laid the points now. You know, be careful. Eight's a lot. We get that. You might want to wait in-game opportunity. That seven will probably pop up early. But I think the side is the Nets tonight. Tom, let's switch over to the Western Conference and look at this Clippers team going on the road down 0-2. A short favorite now. Money continue to come in on the Clippers, sitting at 2.5, even 3 at some spots out here in Colorado, going into Dallas. And a Dallas team that I think felt disrespected. All the talk about the Clippers and, oh, they wanted to position themselves to play here and they got the matchup they wanted. Well, you know what? You got the matchup you wanted in both games at home. You got worked pretty good by (laughs) by the visiting Mavericks team. So I think that you get what you want. You got to be careful when you ask that. What is your assessment of this series so far and kind of the mindset right now for the Clippers? Because I feel like even with the money coming in, everybody just figures that eventually they're going to flip the switch. I'm not one of those guys that thinks that. Well, that worries me a little bit because I'm already in on the Clippers lane too. Uh, listen, I, I love what you said about Dallas, by the way, because from a fan perspective, I love what they're doing. You're right. The Clippers losing to the Thunder and the Rockets. You know, they didn't want anything to do with the Lakers, yet I'm sitting here scratching my head and said as much because, in my estimation, now he's overrated. But in my estimation, if Chris Nasbrzingis had not been injured last year in the bubble, I think Dallas beats the Clippers. So I never thought this was going to be a cakewalk. That's why I haven't invested too much. But I am in on the minus two tonight for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think the shooting is going to rest back to the means for Dallas it's not just Luka Doncic. Listen, Luka's going to eat. I mean, I've loved Luka since he stepped on the floor. How could he not? He's going to be an all-time great. I say that with 100% confidence. But I still don't know how much help he has. You wouldn't know that watching the first two games. I mean, every guy on the team has been a sharpshooter. You know, those numbers are going to start to regress to the mean at some point. And the other thing I think that's interesting about Dallas is they're not a great home team. In fact, if you look at their net rating, they've been about five points better 
on the road as compared to home, which is very, very strange. And the sense of desperation. I mean, think about what happens to the Clippers here, guys. They don't have a first-round pick until 2027. Now, I know that's why Leonard's not thinking about that when he takes the floor. But that's how big this game is for the Clippers. Kawhi's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. If they lose this game, they're going to pack it in. That's it. They're going to get swept. I have to think the Clippers are going to show up and play. Now, that doesn't mean I think they're going to win the series. But I think they're going to at least make it an interesting series. And I would lay the two tonight. You know, Tom, on that note, um, Kawhi went for 41 in a loss, and, and certainly what you mentioned about Dallas, maybe right. a regression shooting. Uh, can the Clippers do anything defensively to kind of help that, uh, you know, for th- those numbers that come down for Dallas on, on the outside? Uh, and then also, you know, PG wanting to step up, whatever. I mean, uh, the Clippers feel like they have enough stars. We get that. But Kawhi going for 41, you still lose. Uh, where is the confidence with the Clippers right now as well? Yeah, it's a fair question. It is a fair question. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they somehow do lose tonight within, you know, the 24-hour, 48-hour period after they lose game four. Here come the reports surfacing. Well, this team was never all that connected. So-and-so still doesn't love Paul George. Kawhi wasn't as content as we thought. You know, I don't know if this team is well-connected or not, but I do know this. They played good basketball throughout the year. They made the requisite adjustments. Now, listen, Ty Lue was never read our back, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the guy took over for David Blatt. Let's not forget, Blatt was 31-10, and 10, had Kyrie for 15 games. I'm still not 100% sure Ty Lue was a major upgrade. The only reason he was an upgrade, frankly, is because LeBron was comfortable with him. Now, you might argue that's reason enough to make the change, and it probably is, but that is the reason they made the change. I did many a show with David Griffin, and, I mean, he'll never admit that, but he knows it deep down. I mean, LeBron was going to make that change. I-, I think he's a good, not great coach. As far as the adjustments are concerned, I mean, I don't know how much you could really do with Luka, guys, but I would just try to trap him as much as possible, get the ball out of his hands, make somebody else beat me, right? right. But Luka is so crafty, man. He's not the quickest guy in the world, but he knows with that quick first step how to get position on you. Then he kind of leans on you with his big ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> Before he litters the ball out to his shooters. Uh, he is so crafty. But I think Ty Lue is going to run a lot of Kawhi and Paul George at him, and they're two of the best perimeter defenders in the league. It's going to be a matter tonight of whether or not the surrounding pieces around Luka are knocking down the triples. It might be oversimplifying the game, but to me, that's what it comes down to. If Tim Hardaway Jr. is still shooting like he's Craig Hodges in the three-point shooting contest, then yes, Dallas is going to win the game. If the numbers regress back to the mean, I think the Clippers make it at least an interesting series, but probably would lean Dallas again in, in game four. Tom, I want to jump ahead to tomorrow and stay in the Western Conference in a series that I think is fascinating, especially the guard play. We're talking about the Jazz going into Memphis now. Series tied at one. Jazz are a five-point favorite now going into a Memphis team. That young team really has playing with house money. And those two guards, in particular with Brooks and with Morant, really these are different guards now where they like to get to the cup and they like to play through contact. They like to initiate contact and the matchup on the other side with the Jazz and Spider Mitchell uh, coming back now and looking yep. pr- very well in his first game back for a while. I'm just fascinated by the guard play with both of these teams. I'm wondering how you see this game tomorrow and how long you think this series is going to go between the Jazz and the, and the Grizz. I'm bullish on the Jazz, James, more so than most. I have a model that's had them 10 games above average all year. That's an astronomically high number. So I've been in on them both games. Obviously, I lost game one, came back with them game two. I thought that'd be a blowout. It was. Now, they did look lousy beginning third quarter defensively. In fact, 
I believe Memphis was 10 of the first 11 in that quarter. And it just goes to show how dangerous they are. John Moran's worth the price of admission, man. He is so fun. He's bouncy. When he gets it going, he's not a top-five player, not even close to it yet, but he's a top-five must-watch league pass guy, we call him. right? Just a fun watch. Dylan Brooks is so gritty and physical. But, James, I don't think Utah's too much, and I don't think they get to do they deserve. The problem they have is the general public doesn't trust them. Nobody likes Rudy Gobert. He's a flopper. But Gobert has been a top five to ten player this year in terms of impact and winning by all the advanced metrics, whether it be estimated plus minus, Darko, LeBron metric, people on index, whatever you want to look at. He's been big time because of his ability to protect the rim, and he's a good rim runner. Donovan Mitchell's back now. He looks healthy. He's their third most important piece, in my estimation. Mike Conley, the former Grizzly, he's got a little extra motivation in this series for obvious reasons, by the way. He has been phenomenal. I think he deserves more credit for the way he's played. He was awful last year. It's all we could talk about when it came to the Jazz. He's having a career year. I like this Utah team more than most people do. Five is not a terrible number. So, I, you know, if it gets to five and a half, six, I'd be a little careful, maybe wait for in-game. But as long as it stays there, I still think the value's on Utah. Again, I think this Jazz team's much better than people think. Memphis has a bright future. Their guards are physical. They're tough. I would not make a living out of fading Memphis at home with this group. But in this case, with Utah, I will. Speaking with Tom Byrne, host Sirius XM NBA postgame show, doing an outstanding job here on the program, Betting Across America, right here on VSIN. Tom, uh, Denver, Portland, uh, James and I we were talking about this series. It feels like seven, uh, but there's a, a plus 325 out there for five games. Uh, the game tomorrow, uh, Portland right now minus four. Uh, can you see Denver taking care of business again uh, and then ending up uh, with this series with five games? Yeah, I'm not involved yet, but I've been leading Denver all series. Now, the only time I played them was game two. I'm kicking myself last night. I should have got involved when they got down 7-9 early. I don't like this Portland team as much as most. All year, my model said they're a little fraudulent. They were lucky early in the year, winning a lot of close games. Now, lucky is probably not the right word. It also helps when you have one of the more clutch players in the league in Dame Lillard. And I guess that's one of the reasons I have not hit Denver consistently in this series, because you just wait for that moment, right, where the Jamal Murray – absence is going to hurt them and you would think that'd be in high leverage moments and in theory these games in portland at least should be close coming down the stretch and we all remember how great jamal murray was last year in the bubble so we all assume well that's when they're going to miss him who's going to step up and it's fair and will Barn, by the way has been ruled out i saw so it's not like they're going to get any reinforcements but even still something's missing with this portland team and the thing that bothers me most guys is their lack of defense they just don't defend at all we all wax poetically about Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum, and I love C.J., but, uh, you know, did shows with C.J. and everything else. But the reality is these guys don't get stops. I mean, we're the, just being fair. They, they don't get stops. You can't listen to Charles Barkley, who I love, by the way, but you can't listen to Charles Barkley tell you they're the best backcourt in the league. No, they're not. I mean, the Brooklyn backcourt is much better. you got to get stops at some point. They can't do that. When Nurk's out of the game, they're in major, major trouble. And, and listen, Obviously, when up against Jokic, it's going, to, it's going to be very difficult to keep Nurk out of foul trouble. Denver knows that. Michael Malone's going to continuously feed Nurk. I'm sorry, Jokic at the top of the key. He's going to facilitate the offense. He's also going to try to get some fouls on Nurk. And when he's on the bench, there goes the rim protection. So even without Jamal Murray, I think Denver wins this series. But I'm not sure I'd be too interested in getting invested here in game four. Outstanding, Tom. Uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, you just made the Friday that much more excited to watch these uh, playoff games as well uh, as the series and how they develop throughout the weekend. Uh, he's Tom Byrne, uh, host, Sirius XM, uh, NBA postgame show. Tom, thanks again for your time. James, promise anytime. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. There he goes. 
Uh, whew, a lot to think about here with these uh, series matchups uh, for sure, teams. Uh, it, it, some of them do feel like six or seven games, but uh, you just never know. I mean, the fact that the Clippers could pack it in, which they probably could uh, because we've seen them do that. They tanked uh, to get to this situation against Dallas, uh, but the Dallas has just been uh, dominant so far. We'll see what happens uh, this evening uh, in that matchup for sure. Uh, some big names in college football, some big coaching names with new programs. Uh, do they have an influence? Uh, we got win totals for some big programs with new coaches. This coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. 
Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today on the program. Um, James, you know, oftentimes in college football, a head coach can make a, a ton of difference there, really. Uh, they're the GM and the head coach a lot of times and, and certainly uh, has a lot of influence. They have a lot of influence out there. So college football win totals, notable teams with new coaches. Uh, UCF, uh, JJ, our producer, has UCF in there. Gus Malzahn's there now. Uh, nine and a half, their win total. Boise State with a new coach, uh, Andy Avalos, uh, nine uh, in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Texas, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, he's got a win total of eight. Auburn with a new coach, Brian Harson, who used to be at Boise State. He's got a win total of seven. Um, Josh Heupel, uh, he's set six. With Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, Beamer three and a half, and Illinois, Bielema three and a half as well. Where are you at with these win totals and these new head coaches uh, and some notable programs? First one that jumped off to me was Tennessee and Josh Heupel and looking mm-hmm. at under there, even though it's juiced to the under sitting at six for the season win total. I just think there's a – for Tennessee – I mean, it's just been middle of the road for them and below middle of the road for them for for a number of years. And just think about last year's team and how disconnected they were. Now you've you've changed with Fulmer's gone and the AD, the coaching staff is gone, having to come in and not only bring in, uh, have to deal with all the transfers that are going on across college football. A ton and of them. And there are a number of, tra- yeah. yes, a ton of them. And that's <laughs> that's the difficult part, right? It's it's You have to go in, which of these fan bases is going to be patient enough to allow these new coaches to come in and it it's really to me Tennessee is in rebuild mode and last year couldn't score they had a terrific offensive line but couldn't score really it was the quarterback position rotating rotating players in and out of the quarterback position all season long just to try to find something to give them a spark last year to score well now you've a couple of those offensive linemen have moved on to the NFL a couple have moved on to other programs feeling like you know we, we know offensive linemen they want to road great they want to run mm-hmm. block and uh, the way that they the, you think about you UCF and 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 how Hypo ran his program there, this high octane, high tempo kind of offense. How well did that work out for uh, Mr. Leach down there, Mississippi State in the SEC? Didn't work out so well. And now he's got a number of transfers coming in. Milton's transferring from Michigan. Uh, Booker's transferring. Uh, Hendon Hooker's transferring from Virginia Tech. Who's going to be the quarterback? They're talking about four quarterbacks potentially fighting it out to be the starter there at the quarterback position for Tennessee, and then yeah. playing in. In the in the SEC East, I just can't find six wins on. They got a couple cupcakes on there, but really, that's it. I think it's going to be a struggle. Look at their schedule to to try to find four wins, maybe five at best. Two intriguing names to me: Brian Harson going to Auburn. Uh, we're going to find out if a pro style offense, a West Coast style offense, can work uh, in the SEC. Uh, seven uh, is his uh, win total there, plus 110, the over, minus 139, the under. Um, and then Sark uh, with, the, um, with the Longhorns. Uh, what is he going to be able to do with, in a conference that doesn't play defense, James? Uh, their win total is eight with that kind of offensive acumen. Offensive acumen, but again, having to come in and set a new standard there with you. Right. I just think it's it's hard to come in and change the change change an identity for a team, and especially when you're talking about speeding things up and and these high powered offenses. And and yeah, not a whole lot of defense being played in the Big Twelve. So <laughs> I think for Sarkeesian, that's going to be advantage. But he's also had the advantage of being being around a lot of great players, and not that Texas doesn't have great players, but it, it, it's it just to me it, it's kind of like the NFL in a sense 
where we talk about coaches coming in and not that these are rookie head coaches going to these programs, but in a sense coming in and you have to establish yourself with all these new kids and, and new, new terminology. So many things that factor into change. And usually those are the kind of things that I bet against, unless you needed a big culture change and there in Texas, the only culture is it's win and it's win now. So Sark yeah. has to jump in <laughs> and start winning right away. But I think, yeah, the advantage to your point, Pritch, is not a lot of defense to be played out there in the Big 12. So that will help his cause to be able to at least put some points on the board and, and keep the boosters and the alumni excited so they can bank on betting the over in a lot of those games too. So uh, I, I think here that's where well, I probably sit and look at that schedule for Texas and it's a challenging schedule mm-hmm. too within their conference. But uh, to me, I just go back to Tennessee and I think it's total rebuild mode for the Tennessee volunteers of all these ones here. Um, I, if I'm betting those, I'm looking to bet the under six wins for Tennessee. Volunteers. Okay. That's minus 139 right there. Uh, Brett Bielema. It's all about recruiting in college football. Good luck in Illinois <laughs> with Brett Bielema uh, out there. I remember when Illinois was on top, it was East St. Louis, it was Chicago, the type of players they were getting. Uh, coming up next on the program, Ben Fox, our VP of Digital Content. Uh, he joins the program. This is coming up next. any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all the shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today, and happy to bring on to the program our VP of Digital Content, Ben Fox. Ben, how are you today? Doing well, guys. Another beautiful Friday after that. Uh, it was like an ice storm on Monday when I was in the studio, 60 <laughs> degrees. I didn't know what to do, but look, looking forward to great NBA playoffs. We've got some Champions League tomorrow. Uh, might even check out Lake Las Vegas over the weekend, Pritch. So, big oh, weekend. Yeah, that's a big weekend. That's a great spot, too. Memorial Day weekend out there. Could be a little busy, though, Ben. Could be a little busy out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I got to check it out. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's a good weekend to do that, for sure. I think James called us week on Monday with the uh, break in the weather. 60 degrees out here. No, no, I just said you guys were spoiled. Not weak, just spoiled. Thinking that that if you're talking about 60 degrees being cold, uh, you're getting very – Ben, you've acclimated very quickly there to Las Vegas, considering where you were coming from now being in Vegas when you're talking about 115, 120 degrees coming up here in, what, about a month? Oh, you get you get soft quick, for sure. <laughs> Ben, um, you know, the, the Lakers, uh, calling them the Lake Show again, um, they are a seven seed, but certainly a heavy favorite, which is uh, not normal. Uh, are we seeing any interest, uh, increased interest with the Lakers now uh, betting in these playoffs? 
Yeah, so Lakers is always a fascinating team, right? They're going to be one of the most public teams regardless. They're going to be that much more of a public team with LeBron James and obviously winning the title last year. They were the first seven seed ever to be favored over a two seed in the Phoenix Suns. And after losing game one, this was about minus 110 on both sides for the series that could be had. Uh, after winning that game, again, somebody had a $335,000 bet on the Lakers to win the series. That was at minus 335 odds. That was uh, before game three. Now the Lakers up to one. That's about minus 675 or so with the Suns at plus 475 at BetMGM. So again, a huge bet at Borgata. This came in before game three. And the Lakers to win the series, $335,000. Uh, and again, you could have gotten a better price, right? After losing game one, we saw this last year with the Lakers in the bubble. They lost game one in both the first two rounds and then went on to win both series four to one. They're certainly on their way right now, up two to one over the Suns. Well, Ben, and I'm, I was thinking about last night's game at Staples for the Lakers and first win, a playoff win in like eight years for the Lakers there and seeing that at MSG2 with the Knicks the other day. Uh, it's always great for the NBA when you have the Lakers and the Knicks being relevant when it comes to the playoffs. But it's kind of interesting, some intel that you have to share when it comes to some partnerships that we're seeing at other arenas, other stadiums connected with sports betting and sports gaming uh, and sports books what do you have to uh, to break down as far as now we're having more and more of these relationships starting to take place yeah so we've come full circle right we had uh the professional sports league suing the state of new jersey saying there's going to be irreparable harm and the integrity of the game we cannot have sports betting under any circumstances and now we have a sports betting uh sports book in a professional sports arena so again this was william hill sports book opened on Wednesday at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., where obviously sports betting is legal. They have a mobile app, which is separate from that. And then the William Hill Sportsbook is the retail uh, place where you can go. It's the first one. Again, it, there's going to be many others here. Uh, DraftKings is building one at Wrigley Field, obviously, in Illinois. Uh, the Phoenix Suns Arena, FanDuel had an agreement with them. So when Arizona goes online, We'll have one there. We're going to see more and more of this, certainly, uh, as it makes sense, right? You're at the game. It's 80 to 64. Now, all of a sudden, you can bet on the game. You can walk into the sports book. It's a different way to enjoy it. And I think we're going to see more and more, certainly, of this as more and more states legalize. But we've come full circle. Yes, we have. Uh, we've actually gone two circles, I think, because uh, <laughs> having played in the National Football League, uh, Ben, James, uh, and the way that they used to scare us as players about the integrity of the game, I mean, this is like uh, two laps <laughs> in regards to uh, where these sports uh, leagues are going right now. Yeah, there's uh, where there's a dollar to be made or uh, <laughs> millions and billions of dollars. Uh, the, the tune changes, certainly, but... I think these are going to be mutually beneficial uh, partnerships. And again, just exciting to kind of see the leagues on board and obviously see how much sports betting increases, obviously, with the league's blessing and uh, the leagues going forward in all these different ways. 
Ben, speaking of millions and billions of dollars, what are the latest handle reports coming in across the country as more and more states continue to to bring on legalized sports gaming? And we have so many sports going on. Seems like it's it's just everybody's getting engaged and involved across the country. What do those numbers look like when it comes to sports betting? Well, we got to talk about on betting across America, right? Which it, it truly is now, certainly. Um, more and more states legalized. And I think an, an interesting nugget here, again, there's there's a lot to it, uh, but New Jersey now has overtaken Nevada as the number one sports betting market in terms of total handle. So the total amount bet uh, in a state since PASPA was repealed, that was June 2018, $15.15 billion for New Jersey to 14.97 for Nevada. Again, Nevada didn't have in-person signups, so during COVID, obviously a lot of money lost and casinos closed. You can't sign up for a sports betting app when there is no casino open. So certainly that contributes, obviously, a giant population in New Jersey. And it will be interesting to see as New York comes on now with mobile betting potentially in, you know, let's say eight months or so, what that New Jersey number, how much it decreases, how much New York increases. But just kind of an interesting uh, thing that happened as Nevada reported its numbers uh, for April. Yeah, looking forward to the competition, the ramp up in competition, Ben, as these states, uh, more states come online and uh, you see increased numbers all over the place. Competition is only going to grow. Uh, ben Fox, VP of Digital Content, thanks again for your time today. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Enjoy the weekend uh, out there at Lake Mead. Uh, if you make it out there, it's an awesome place. It is. Uh, could be a little crowded, though. Uh, on uh, a big weekend like it is this weekend in Vegas. Uh, we're going to get to some leans and picks on some more thoughts on the NBA playoffs, perhaps NHL and MLB. All that and more coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We all love home runs in Major League Baseball, especially if you are a new BetMGM customer. Turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using vSIN100, and if you place a $1 Moneyline wager on the Dodgers or Giants, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly if you feel you have a problem. 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117. For confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas here with you on a Friday. Um, James, the player props. Uh, quick question for you because I know uh, we can think about games differently than we certainly do with player props. And so when it comes to the Mavs and the Clippers, uh, we had Tom Byrne, excellent analysis. Uh, we have our own analysis as well. Uh, were you with player props in this game? Uh, and, it, and is it different on, on how you think the game's going to go? Definitely have to look at how do we, what adjustments do we think are going to transpire from the first two games that roll into game three tonight, and then also the psyche and the mindset of these teams too. Mm-hmm. We saw this, we saw the mindset of there. Or I guess was there any kind of mindset from Miami <laughs> outside of Ray to pack their bags and call it vacation time for the Miami Heat? Uh, obviously, that's not happening right now with this Mavericks team. Not sure about the Clippers. I don't know where the Clippers headed. I didn't. We talked about this before the series started and the whole that losing to Houston, trying to tank, losing to the the Thunder where nobody had lost to the Thunder for weeks, trying to put themselves in position to be able to play Dallas, which they beat last year in the playoffs. But what does that do to your collective mindset? I think that kind of makes you 
a bit complacent, feeling like now we got what we wanted, but haven't brought the haven't brought the correct getting their mind right when it comes to competing at a right. high level here in the playoffs. And Dallas does. I'm staying away from the Clippers right now. I, I know the money keeps coming in on the Clippers, and everybody's expecting them. They're going to turn it on, and they're going to come and bring it. But I just don't like the. I just feel like this team's been disconnected. They were disconnected last year from Coach Rivers. Uh, I've kind of seen it this year going into the playoffs. They're really not a lot of leadership. Kawhi's a great player, and he leads by example on the floor, but he's not a guy that's going to fire guys up and get get in people's face. Very calm really, demeanor that he brings. So I'm look, I was looking more so on the Dallas side and figuring what is Dallas going to do, assuming that you're going to see a lot of half to running double teams, whatever they're going to do to Luka Doncic, try to get the ball out of his hands. Who's going to benefit from that? We've seen the beneficiary already in the first two games with Tim Hardaway Jr. being able to put up a number of points. He's averaging about close to 24 points so far in this series, as well as knocking down 11 out of 17 from beyond the arc. That's on the road. Now they get to come home where they're coming home full of confidence as this young Mavericks team here and was looking at his point total, was looking at his three points. He's listed at three pointers sitting at two and a half, Rich, but it's juiced a little too high for me at $1.50, but his point total is still sitting there at 18 and a half. Uh, looking at, he's still going to be, I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities, not only to shoot, but I think they're going to have to change some of the closeout defense that they're bringing to Hardaway as well. He's athletic enough to be able to shot fake, put it on the floor and get to the rim and finish in the paint. I like his points to go over 18 and a half because I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities to score the ball tonight. Okay. And right now that young kid's playing with a ton of confidence. Yeah, a ton of confidence. And that's what matters uh, indeed. Uh, and matchups too. I look for matchups. Uh, Austin Rivers, we talked about him. Uh, role players that could step up and, and feel the moment. They're role players for a reason. They're not consistent enough uh, to be stars. So these role players in key moments uh, can help you cash some tickets. I think uh, the Clippers do have a Luka problem and how they handle that uh, might uh, minimize their production offensively, certainly. I mean, Kawhi went off 41 points. Uh, his total right now, 30 and a half. Uh, I don't know if I'll touch that, like you said, but PG has to step up. 26 and a half on those points. Um, Three-pointers, three and a half, maybe a little high there. What do you think of that prop situation? For Paul George, he's just not a player that I trust to to come and be consistently great. He talk, it, it has the the name. His name's been associated with being this championship caliber player, but we've never seen it on the court, and we definitely haven't seen it consistently throughout this season and or the playoffs this year or definitely last year either. This is where I think I'm just, for the Clippers side, I'm just going to avoid this team because I just don't, I didn't like their mindset coming into the playoffs. It's, it's played out that way for the first two games. Games is feeling like they just feel like they can turn it on whenever they want to. And it's really, you know, really motivated that Mavs team saying, you wanted us, you got it, and now you're getting the best out of this Mavs team. Talked about Hardaway Jr. Also mentioned Austin Rivers and his great game last night, in particular in the fourth quarter. Role players aside, these are kids, these are, I call them kids because I'm the I'm I'm in the 50 club now, Prince, so I think I'm I can do that with these younger fellas here. But they they grown up around the game. They've come around and been around professional locker rooms as a kid. We're you know, thinking about it, the, both their fathers and how they played back in the day. And These are kids that aren't, I don't think they're going to be afraid and shy away from the moment because they were around that. They saw their fathers growing up through the NBA. So I think from this standpoint here too, Hardaway Jr., not only the confidence how he's played, but just the confidence that he's grown up with as part of, just part of his youth and now it's translating onto the court. This just feels like 
like a really confident and competitive Dallas team right. of what we see in these first two games. I'm looking at them to play them on the money line to win this game outright, too. But as far as the props go, that's the only way I'm going to get involved with the prop is just going Tim Hardaway Jr. points over 18. All right, 21-15 at home, too, this season, regular season for Dallas, but a chance really to just take command of the series. How about Major League Baseball? Um, we have some games highlighted by you, I believe, here. Uh, Cardinals and the Diamondbacks. What are you seeing in this game, James? going with starting pitching okay. and looking at finding these pitching problems. Now they're starting to dry up. We knew this market was going to start to dry up, right. not finding nearly as many of them out there. So whether it's a pitcher prop or just pitching the first betting on the first five innings, I'm staying away from these bullpens. I think I, we've, we've talked about that plenty. I'm not getting involved with bullpens for the most part. Rarely, sometimes I'll find a game where I like it for the full game, nine innings. In this case here, thinking about Arizona, lost 11 straight. This is a team... Offensively, they've been banged up for quite a while. So many starters have been out, out of the regular starters out of that lineup, both both on the defensive end, but also throughout that lineup. Players have been shifting all over. They're struggling to score runs. They're struggling to win games. You're going to have Mad Bum back on the hill. Now, the the veteran that he is, I just, I'd look at it from this perspective. I'm not betting them to win. I'm not going to bet on the D-backs. I'm not going to jump on a team losing 11 straight. And that line has moved about 40. It's moved about 40 cents in favor of the Diamondbacks and so all the, all the money's coming in on Arizona I'm not going to go that route but I think with Mad Bum here knowing that this team they've had to dig into their bullpen again the last couple games they're going to look for a good start for him and he's gotten stretched out over the last few starts he's been able to go out there and and fire off six innings now he's not being pulled in the fifth inning like he was in the month of April so that's what I'm betting on here I'm betting on he knows he needs he needs to step up for this team be that veteran presence to go out there and keep this team competitive and try to get off that loss column where they've lost 11 straight I'm going to bet on on I'm going to bet on the vet here and going over 17 and a half innings at plus money it's plus 100 that he throw basically he's asked to throw six innings tonight I think they need him to throw six innings they've had to tap into that bullpen a lot they need a win who's going to give you a better shot to win than Mad Bum that's where I'm going I'm not betting the team okay. but I will bet him over 17 and a half innings tonight. Uh, another divisional matchup here the Rangers and the Mariners James Rangers uh, loses their three straight Mariners uh, one game uh, winning streak right now eight and a half is the total uh, Mariners at home minus 120 what do you see here Numbers going to, it, sitting where it should. I mean, the, the the Texas has struggled. They've struggled in Seattle. I'm going with the pitchers in a sense that it's somewhat the pitchers knowing that these both with Sheffield and Jordan Lyles. Now, Jordan Lyles got out of pitcher hell here in Colorado a number of years back. He used to be an <laughs> auto fade when he pitched at home here for the Rockies, but he's pitched fairly well for the Rangers. The Rangers are a light hitting team as are Seattle. Seattle is last in the league when it comes to batting average. They don't hit the ball and, and string hits together. So I'm going to bet the first five. I'm going to go under four and a half first five in this game. Look Looking at both Sheffield and Lyles. Now, for Sheffield, he's not pitched less than five innings in eight of his starts. In the last two home starts in Seattle, he's gone six innings in each of those. And Lyles has gone back-to-back -back starts and gone six innings. And he's gone against Houston and New York. So he's going to get a reprieve here tonight 
facing this Mariners lineup that is the weakest hitting lineup in baseball. So I'm betting on these two these two pitchers. Not that these are stellar pitchers, but against these weak hitting lineups and the fact that these pitchers have consistently gone to the sixth inning, I'm betting on the starting pitchers. I don't have to deal with that bullpen and what I'm hopeful of in the fifth inning or before. So I'm going to bet the first five under sitting at four and a half, and it's juiced evenly sitting at a dollar ten. All right, I love it. Uh, so much uh, going on this weekend. Uh, Hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, certainly Major League Baseball. Everything's happening uh, this weekend. James, uh, the handle, the report came out in April. Uh, Colorado doing their part, uh, fifth right now uh, in terms of states and handle betting uh, $244 million. Uh, how impressed have you been so far with legalization of gambling, sports gambling uh, out there in Colorado? Rich, I'm going to tell you this. As soon as we're starting to open up now, so d- June 1st is like an official day for a lot of things to open out here in Denver in particular. Uh, now it's you feel like it's it's. I've been to a few places and it just feels like it's back to normal. We know it's not. It's still not completely normal. We're not. We're on the other side of the pandemic, fortunately, but we're not completely post-pandemic here. But I think it's the weather's getting better. You have two teams here in Colorado right. with both the Nuggets and the Avs making their playoff runs. There's a lot of excitement. Folks are out and about and they're getting engaged back in the home team. Now, um, sometimes I'll back the home team. Sometimes I'm backing against them like I did and I lost last night betting against the Nuggets. But as far as the collective energy when it comes to getting involved with sports, it's a great sports town out here to begin with, Bridge. But now getting getting to be able to have the action, especially mobily, that's mm-hmm. the big key. Everybody can do it from their phone wherever they're at remotely. People are out and about. It's only going to get bigger and better out here in Colorado. Yeah, it's really a good thing. When I was in college out there, they had um, the pool tabs. Uh, now you got sports wagering, you got casinos up there in Blackhawks, so it's impressive. Uh, great job, James. Uh, gr- good luck uh, this weekend on everything you do. Uh, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Same to you, my friend. Stay safe out there. Absolutely. That'll do it for us today. My guys in the desert coming up next. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.